Hello and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. Today is episode 129 where we're continuing our series of looking through every single Premier League club and rebuilding their side for the 2023-24 season. Today's episode is centred around Crystal Palace. Now, Palace are a bit of a weird one in my opinion because I don't really know where their current direction is as a club. Because I don't really see them breaking into Europe. They're not really... There's already 10, 11 sides better than them right now. But they're much better than any of the relegation sides. Mm. So they're really in a weird situation. I think that was shown last season. Because they weren't really that good. Especially under Vieira for the first half of the year. He was then, I think, harshly sacked. Because they had a tough run of fixtures. Then in came Hodgson and they were fine. So their squad is more than good enough to stay alive in the Premier League for the next few years and if they start to struggle they can sell on any of their talents and recoup 50-60 mil loads more than what they bought them for so they're in a really weird situation now where I don't really know where Palace go but I think they'll enjoy that stability yeah because I think as much as they probably will be pushing on they'll be very happy that they know they're probably guaranteed to stay in the Premier League for a very long time as long as yeah, nothing I mean, catastrophic you, happens you cannot take it for granted you can't no, be complacent no. but you, you can definitely say with a level of certainty that Palace are yeah. definitely stronger than at least three sides in the Premier League yeah yeah and I think it's going to be interesting how next season goes because they're losing a lot they haven't got a manager yeah, and I yeah. don't really know where to where to kind of put their squad. That's a problem. I'd love to have moved Palace to last, but since we're doing it in alphabetical order, we've got to do it now. They haven't got a manager. It looks like it may well be Roy Hodgson again. They're trying to ask him to come it's back, strange, but he but said he's retiring. He, he, he keeps saying he's going to retire, and then Crystal Palace come knocking, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, go on then." It's just such a weird transfer for Palace. The thing for Palace is it just offers stability. They know yeah. it works with Hodgson, so why try anything new? With Vieira, I thought that maybe they stick with Vieira, they can push on in the next few years and get mm. higher up, get into the top half of the Premier League table. But they didn't like that. They brought in Roy Hodgson, who's very good at keeping you where you are, yeah. which is where they want to be. They want to stay mid-table. Not, they're not, well, they, obviously, they want to push on, but they want to stay mid-table for the rest of their Premier League life. Yeah, fair enough. But... Who would be your ideal Crystal Palace candidate right now? Because oh. in my opinion, it would have been Anthony Iriola, and he's just joined Bournemouth. Great pickup by them. Harsh on Gary O'Neill, though, depending on what the situation yeah. of his sacking, of course. But who do you see as an ideal candidate for Palace? I honestly don't know. I, I look at the managers that have been sacked or you know replaced at recent Premier League side, and I just go, they're not very good. Yeah, I think you have to look abroad, don't you? I mean, or I mean, my only other one would be Hasenhutl. But really, I think he's a good manager. I, I think just... he's fine, but he's not. He's not Chris Palace for me. It would either be Neto Lundsson, the former, or it might still be employed by Bodo Glimt. I don't know where he is right now, but he did a really good job with them. Or the Denmark manager from uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Off the top of my head, I'm gonna have to look now. But he was oh Hulmund. Something human. He's a decent manager as well. So someone like that. I think you've got to take a punt on someone if you're going to bring well, someone that's, in. But that's the thing. But Palace don't like doing that. That's why they like Roy Hodgson. Yeah, Casper Hulman. He's Premier League proven, and I, I wouldn't be surprised they go for someone experienced. If I see Tony Pulis rock up at Senna's part next year, mm. I wouldn't be shocked. Kieto Nudson, by the way, is still also at Bodo slash Glimpse. So I think those are both decent options. Just whether Palace take the punt, and yeah. they probably won't. They'll probably keep what they currently got, but. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, so Hodgson, if he is in for, do not do that, if he is in for next season, Hodgson, you'd like to hope he can build on what he's built so far, that looking at the end of last season, he's, they definitely started to improve under yeah. him, 
But how does that? Where does that go? I just mm. don't know. What do they do I this think season? Has a ceiling, but they like that. Yeah, for Palace, he also has. It doesn't. His floor is also mm. great. So he's, he's built a really nice anywhere. house, yeah. but he's not going to add a conservatory or yeah. add a few rooms. It's, but it's stable, and yeah. you, you can live there for a good few years. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Palace, if they want to push on, need to employ someone else. All in all, though, across the year, they had a good season last year. Yeah. Yeah, do you think that Vieira was on, was very harshly sacked? I do. I, I think from his point of view, he will be. But for Palace, it looked like the right decision in hindsight. But I think if you stuck with Vieira, you would have won as many games, arguably yeah. more than Vie- than Hodgson. I think long term, Vieira would have been the one. But and now they've boxed themselves in really by bringing in Roy Hodgson. Because now they've either got to bring in Hodgson again, and that's another year where they're not thinking of the future, or they've got to go and get a young coach who could be a complete gamble. Yeah, whereas Vieira was a gamble. The gamble worked, and then they got bored of the gamble. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. What what would you think of a Michael Carrick coming Ooh. in? Could you bring him in from Tell Middlesbrough? That's not bad. That's not a bad. Good idea, young that. side to work with. Plays a lovely possession style of play. Could could that work? And I think he will be looking for the step up from Middlesbrough. Yeah, because good as Middlesbrough are, I don't know if they'll get to the Premier League. And I, th- so, I think if you bring him in, maybe he brings a player with him, something like that. Yeah. I think he could definitely work. So there's options for Palace to explore. More than likely, though, we will see Roy Hodgson Hooray. come back for another season. We, for the improvements that we do in these videos, I've decided to just target some players that make sense for Palace. But obviously, it's very difficult to do that th- we because c- we don't know who the manager is. Okay. So it's Roy Hodgson, yeah, Oxley Chamberlain. Exactly, yeah. So. I've just targeted some players that I think would suit the squad and the dynamic of the team. Ideally, playing that four-three-three that works for Palace or four-two-three-one. I think the main thing they've got to address though is probably the contracts. Well, yes, that is a great point. Now, as we will start this video, we will start with the expiring contracts. Now, Chelsea yesterday we looked at had no one leaving in twenty twenty-three. Palace with four departures, namely Wilfred Zaha, who's linked with a move to Saudi Arabia, Luka Milivojevic, who is linked with a move to nowhere, Nathan Ferguson, who joined from West Brom only a year or two ago. I don't really think he's good enough, so I wouldn't no. resign him. And then James MacArthur is unfortunately leaving the club. As well, I think I look at those four and I go, Mihovic. He's for me. I think he's a bit average. Very good at penalties, but that's about you can replace a penalty taker. And as good as Zaha yeah. is, they has Eze. You have Elise. You have good quality strikers. I don't think it's a huge miss. A couple of years ago, mm. losing Zaha for Palace would have been the end of the world. Now though, I think they'll be fine. Obviously, losing yeah. free is never an ideal situation. Exactly. They definitely could have got a lot of money for him. Yeah. For Palace, at least. That would have been a lot of money. But I think Zaha didn't have a great campaign last year in, by his no. standards. He had a decent campaign to help. He helped Palace. But by his standards, he wasn't stunning. I cannot, I, I, for, for life of me, remember what his, what his goals and assists I mean, were. So have a look. He, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was outplayed by Eze and Elise. Seven goals, two assists. It's not the numbers that he's been putting up. For, he got 14 goals the campaign before that, 11 the season before that, and then the season before that, 4 10, 9 7. So it's his worst and campaign if you exclude 19 20. He's played 31 last year. How many played this year? 27. I think so. he's four. Yeah. So I was, I was gonna say I thought it might be a case that he's just not played over the other two, it's but no, I've been given the chance. He's just not the focal point no. anymore, is he? So I don't think losing yeah. him is too much of an issue. Thirty years old as well. It's 
He's in I, his I prime. Don't, I don't think it's a massive miss. Apparently. I think it's a big miss, but I think you can replace him. Yeah. And his wage is astronomical. So that is not a bad thing to lose off the wage no. bill. I think it shows that they don't mind losing Zaha, the fact that they haven't really signed a contract. Yeah. If they wanted to keep him around, they could have offered him loads oh, before Saudi came calling and stuff. Because it's not like they're now directly competing with them. No. They've known Zaha's contract was going yeah. to expire. They've not really done anything about it. I don't think they're too worried about losing him. And as for number three, I'm not sure they're too bothered at all. I think you're losing a lot of presence in the dressing room, though. Zaha, Milinkovic, MacArthur, all... Some of the older players in yeah, the squad. But not that there's not others, you know, Joel Ward, James Tompkins, players like that. But there's there's a lack of experience in that power side, and I think well, by losing Milivojevic, who is the captain, of course, who by losing MacArthur, by losing Zaha, you lose a lot of a lot of some of the statesmen of Palace over the last last half a decade. So I think that's that's going to be the biggest thing they miss. Not the physical, not the physical presence, but actually just the presence of them. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they deal with their losses. But they've got to replace them, obviously, and we'll touch on those improvements later. But they've also got a lot of players leaving in 2024, and I think this could be the big the bigger issue because it's not that they're losing quality players 24. It's losing it's like they're losing all of their players. Yeah. But then so yeah, Jeffrey Schlapp, Will Hughes, Yara Ryderwald, Nathaniel Klein, Joe Ward, Vincente Goita, James Tompkins, and Remy Matthews all leaving. In 2024, that's a lot of players. It's a lot, and this is a decision. I think some of them you could maybe give new deals. Some of them you sell. Some of them you yeah. let go. Okay, should we run for them all and decide sure. whether to keep them around or not? Jeffrey Schlapp, it's an easy keep. Yes, yeah, solid player can cover on the left hand side of the pitch. Yeah. Plays well in middle of field. For me, he makes a lot of sense to keep I around. Said, yes, give him a new contract. Also, same for Will Hughes. Really? Yeah, I like Will Hughes. Okay, fine. Fine, keep Will Hughes around. <laughs> I think he's fine, but... He's just bang average, could play in your cup competitions. Nice yeah, guy. you probably get better, but he's fine. I don't think you get much money for him. No, no, probably not. Yaro Reidewald, cut your losses. Yeah. It's I, not worked, I, has I it? I don't really think he plays. Well, he came in in the Frank de Boer era. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then he came yeah. in that era and he used to go straight away. Frank de Boer era was not the most successful one in Palace's history, but... Yeah, Ryderwald just doesn't doesn't really work. It isn't good enough for the Prem. It makes sense to let him go. And I think the same really follows for, for Nathaniel Klein. I think I love, I like Klein. Really nice guy. Yeah. Seems like a good player. Well, was a good player. It just, his injuries and now. his injuries and lack of game time over the last few years have hampered him a lot. He's done well when called upon for Crystal Palace, but I don't think I see a future. He's behind Joel Ward in the pecking order. That is, yeah, not great Speaking for him. of... Let him yeah. go. Joel Ward also leaving in 2024. For me, you don't let him go because you need to have a backup right back. And if we're getting rid of Klein, then you definitely need... Or just buy two because Joel Ward crap. <laughs> I'd still get Ward. He's one of the more experienced yeah, players on the side. I guess. Vicente Guaita, I think he's a really capable backup. He is. Sam Johnson obviously came in it. as first choice under Roy Hodgson, so you'd imagine he'll keep that number one jersey, but... Guaita as a backup goalie is not a bad, no, not, not a bad so. backup. By it's whether he wants to play backup. Yeah, because he yeah, was starting Caitlin, and suddenly Roy Hodgson comes in and kicks him out. <laughs> well, he might be starting again next season, so it's really hard yeah. to really hard to say. James Tompkins, and one of the older players in the squad again. How's his man enjoyed this little club? <laughs> definitely does. He brings leadership to the side, but yeah, he, he shouldn't be playing much football. No. And then Ray Matthews, I think, is a reserve keeper, but I might be mistaken no, I'm sure there. I don't miss him then. Probably not. I don't think he's a, a big part of their team. 
No, where is he? Yeah, he is their third choice goalkeeper. But you keep him around. He's been on out, been out on loan at St Johnston. Oh dear. You probably just keep him bring him back as a third choice. Yeah. He's English. He fulfills the quota. Not that right, Palace are at any any risk of failing the English quota. Whole squad's it's English, that, yeah. pretty much. But yeah, they definitely need um, definitely players like him to be able to balance that. If they were to change the squad a bit. Yeah. But yeah. Then to the squad keep or sell then. This is players that are actually employed, not ones that have contracts expiring. So a lot to look through here then with this Palace squad. A lot of interesting discussions, I'm sure. Yes. So first up with the goalkeeper, we've already spoken about Guaita. I would keep him around. I think it's a, and obviously Remy Matthews. I think it's a similar sentiment with Sam Johnston. Yeah, I think he had a good seat. He had a good season. Obviously, he brought in as a backup under Vieira, and then when Vieira was let go and Hodgson was brought in, Hodgson promoted him to number one, and I think he yeah. stepped up to the mark quite well. Yeah, really good shot stopper, good with the ball at his feet as well, which is very much necessary for the modern goalkeeper. I just think he's a good goalie. I think he's really underrated as well. He did a job I mean, for West Brom when they were in the prem. Everyone, when I remember when he was at West Brom, he was kind of linked with a few moves away, never really got that move away. Finally got the move to Palace and he's been given a chance to show. Yeah, nine, nine appearances at the end of the season, three clean sheets in those nine appearances. Not too shabby. Not, not bad at all. And yeah, I think he can definitely do a job if he is to be first choice next season or if we are very, very capable backup yeah. if that's the way they like, they, they want to take it. Looking at the bench, the, uh, sorry, looking at defenders, not the bench, James Tompkins, obviously we've spoken about, same with Joe Ward, same with Nathaniel Klein, a lot of their defenders will be yeah. leaving potentially in 2024. Joachim Anderson, though, is an interesting one. For me, he is a really, really good centre-half. I think the partnership between him and Gerr, he is immense. But I would have fears about losing the pair. I was going to say, if the right prices or the right teams come knocking, you're in big trouble of losing them both. Because they'll want to go, presumably, if the right clubs come By all means, if no one comes in, keep them. Absolutely. Oh yeah, 100%. If a team came in, say Arsenal came in, I don't know, for 40, 50 million for Gerr, you have to sell it. Slightly lower for Anderson, yeah. I would would probably let him leave. Because you can go get a very good centre-half pairing for 70-80 million oh yeah you should, you should be able to I think, I think you're just about if <laughs> you yeah, play your cards right but yeah Anderson Gerhi both magical players I think they've, they've formed a really nice partnership together and if you can keep yeah. them around you do because they're both magnificent but you've definitely got to invest in options before yes. they leave so you've yes. got players integrated into the side before you are forced into integrating them yeah yeah so I would look to keep them this summer, but obviously buy some backups, buy some other options, yeah. buy some replacements, and have them in the side integrating before we get to next summer, where if Gerhi is still there after next summer, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. It's, it's, it would have to have had a howler of a season. In England starting centre-half, that's, you know, yeah. Peter got a lot of potential. We right should see what happens with uh, with the Euros, but in the qualifiers, he has played a fair, fair few minutes, so hopefully he starts yeah. to start over Maguire. Nathan Ferguson, that we've already spoken about. It looks like he will leave upon the expiration of his contract this month. Chris Richards is... Well, he's done all right this season when called upon for pass. Only nine appearances. I think he's all a fine near the end of the campaign, I believe. Yeah, all came under, under Roy Hodgson. Hodgson. He actually did all right, though, to be fair to him. But, yeah, I don't really... He's a centre-half. I think he's fine. Joined from Bayern Munich, of course. I think he's fine. Yeah. But he's not... Can't he well, I believe he can, yeah. But mm. fullback cover is something they lack. There yeah, is just Joel Ward and then Klein. <laughs> Both of those will be looking to potentially leave in yeah. the near future. Then you've just got Tyreek Mitchell. Well, that's Who is obviously a cape. Oh, yeah. 
Sensational. I think, I think he's in a similar boat to Gerhi and Wacky Manson, mm-hmm. whereas the right team come knocking with the right prize. Well, he's got 100 appearances for Palace, Tyreek Mitchell. Well, he's been playing for a while, hasn't he? He's started to start first appearance in December 2019. And he is only 23, but he's made appearances as a 19 year old, and he's yeah, been Fair enough a to mainstay in the side for the three seasons since. Yeah, he's been brilliant. So yeah, really, really capable left back, good going forward, good defensively as well, part of a Palace defence which were really, really solid towards the end of last season. Yeah. I think, yeah, you can probably get a lot of money for him, similar to Wamba Saka. Mm-hmm. A couple of years back, you could probably get 50 mil, 40 mil maybe. Yeah. 50 mil is a bit, a bit of a push in the current climate, but I think you can definitely get good money for Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to, I think he's really talented, and so oh, I would yeah. keep him around if you yeah. can, but yeah. But I but, think. This, this is going to be the interesting thing that defines the future for Palace. Because if they can keep Gerhi, Mitchell, Anderson, Elise, Eze, then they've got a chance of making a push for Europe in the next few yeah. years. Because they're brilliant, brilliant players. Yeah. And if you can add a few more talents in there to supplement your current squad, I think you can start to build something which really could make a push for Europe. Because if you think about the sides that almost got Europe this season, I think they are close to Brentford. I don't think Villa are too much of a leap. Tottenham... You could argue if they get their shit together, will be a lot better. But if oh, they don't, if they together? don't, which seems likely, then that's an option. I think Fulham are a much worse team. They've just got a striker. Yeah. And I think that's Palace's biggest issue is actually their lack but of. But equally, going for the squad kit itself, defensive reinforcement is needed. Yeah, some fullbacks, probably a starting right back. I would yeah. say because I don't back think John Ward is really what you need, and some backups in the house because they literally have Chris Richards as their only. Oh, and James Tompkins as their backups. So. Yeah, not they could right. do with one other backup, yeah. I would say, of quality. <clears throat> Into those midfielders, then we've already spoken about MacArthur, we've already spoken about Milioyevich, we've already spoken about Schlapp, Hughes and Ryderville, so a lot of midfielders they leaving some soon. Replacements. But looking at the players who will actually be at the club, then Everikietze, well, we've said we'll keep yeah, Hughes yeah, and Schlapp, yeah. but yeah, Everikietze must keep quality He's player. a really good player, isn't he? Yeah. I think you will start to get suitors in the next few years, but I think you've definitely got another year with Eze. And it has to be a high price for me. Yeah, 60 you, mil, yeah. I would say, looking around that mark, Don't 50 mil maybe. Cheap. Yeah, and I think he's not, he's listed as a forward on here, but we'll speak about him at the same time, Michael Elise. Because yeah. those two are both really incredible they are. talents. I mean, also you've seen Eze get his, you know, recently get his England first England cap. Yeah. Two very high potential players who are playing very very well at the moment. You have if someone if suitors come in for them because it's going to be big size with a lot of money. You have to demand a high fee. It's got to be north of fifty. Yeah. It has to be north of fifty. Similar to what they did with Wambasaka. Drive that fee up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Palace can't really afford to become a selling club, as in they can't sell everything. Mm. But we also, and also you know they'll be helped by the fact that obviously it's English players. And it's mm. an English league, yeah. Like how Leicester, English tax, Manchester, Rob, to say. United from Maguire, English tax yeah. would give them, you know, an extra cut, few, you know, few mil, million. Yeah. On to the other midfielders, then Cheikh Ducore. I like him. I think he's a very he good had a player. Quiet first year on set pass. He didn't tell the league apart, but not many more box to box midfielders do. No. Unless you're in Golo Kante or João Palinha, no one really mentioned. Which I don't no. know why João Palinha's been as uh, as highly revered he is. I think he's a really good player, but. He's been talking about like he's the second coming of Jesus. I mean, that'll be tomorrow. That will be tomorrow. No, but, why? No, what is that? Everton, he's before Everton. Yeah, yeah, disgraceful. But Cech Decore had a fine start to life at Palace. Didn't really make many mistakes. So no. I think he was fine. I think I he would, heard, he'll only develop. I haven't really heard much of him, which is usually a good thing. I mean, 34 appearances in his debut campaign in the Premier League. Three assists. Three assists in that time. Nice rating, though. He's not really a player who should get assists. Did he get sent off. He did get a red, but that's respectable. I'd like to see that, yeah. 
<laughs> love to see a red card. Yeah, yeah, come on. Go through him. But I think, yeah, he's a really quality player and he will only develop. He is only 23. Yeah. And he's not the kind of player that you're going to have loads of suitors for. So he I, could be there for another seven, eight years. I just love this completely mixed palace. Like you're either 35 or you're 23. <laughs> yeah. There's no in-between. <laughs> Genuinely. There is actually... This is just... That's this a weird changing room guard. dynamic. I don't know, though. I think I think there will be... Uh, like your 20-year-olds this side yeah. and your 30-year-olds this side. I think they will look yeah. though. I, I mean, I can't imagine Elisa and Tompkins have a lot of common ground but you never know the football the same football team but you'll have they'll have little areas because you don't really like obviously you want that team because you want everyone to be yeah. part of the thing and I think they will for that but your striker doesn't really need to be besties with your right no, back no and I don't think Eduard and, and Joel Ward are but they'll be they're amicable of course it's not going to be like you know they hate the old guys but yeah looking at the other midfielders then Noah right Noah Rao Alhamada I think it's how you pronounce his name. I may be wrong, so apologies if you're watching. Um, Ahamada. But I think I think he's a really good player. He joined in January from Stuttgart. Eight appearances. He can play as either centre-mid or push on into a attacking-mid role. I think he will start to be integrated more into the side yeah. next season. <clears throat> Clearly a very good midfielder. Offers a, mo- a much better depth than the likes of MacArthur or Melioyevich do. I think he's a really good player. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's not much to judge so far. I've not seen him. Yeah. But a really good player and a potential brilliant return on investment if that is needed. Killian Phillips then, who was out on loan at Shrewsbury last season, played 20 appearances for the Shrews. I don't know what their nickname was, but mm-hmm. I to give him a minute. Is it the Shrews? Come on. Three goals in those 20 games. He, um, he was part of the side that lost to Lincoln on the final day, so clearly terrible. No, he's Irish, good young central midfielder. Probably get another loan next year. Yeah, definitely needs another loan. He wasn't that impressive for Shrewsbury. Needs another League One, maybe Championship loan if you can. Yeah. But that's going to be a bit of a push. But I don't really know where his future lies. I don't, no. Palace fans, you have to tell me whether you're rating more. I cannot say I've ever watched the bloke play. But no. <laughs> seems like a nice... I don't really spend my Saturdays watching Shrewsbury. He might be a nice bloke. I cannot... I can't, yeah. can't comment on that either. Into the forwards then. Jordan, are you up first? I like Jordan, are you? I think he's fine. I think he's a fine backup. I... The thing is, you've got three strikers here, and I think you need to sell one to bring a different striker in. So, would you? It's a case of would you rather lose? Are you Eduardo Mateta? My thing of I is he can cover on the left as well. On, yeah, you can. He? he can cover out wide. My thing of Andre. No, he can. Yeah, he oh, can play both saying. wings. He could even play right mid according to this. I get, I get him and I get him and his brother mixed up all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's such a common occurrence that you're talking about Andre oh, and Jordan yeah. Ayew, but yeah, I think. For me, Eduard's really good. I think Mateta's a bit hit and miss. I think Ayu is ageing. So Maybe get rid of Ayu. I would want to bring another striker. I don't really know how you facilitate whether that's Ayu or Mateta leaving. Crystal Palace fans, I'm sure you'll have a lot to say in the comments below more, about that. Maybe there's more suitors for Jordan Ayu, my thing. Maybe, I'd say Mateta's going to have more they, suitors. How do they do this year? So Mateta played two 29 goals. games and got two goals. Only six starts, though, no, to be fair. Ayu. Jordan Ayu, four goals in 38 oh. appearances. He played every single match. Both of them were rubbish. And then Eduard picked up five goals in 35 games. Eduard, said, oh, the strikers the strikers for don't score enough. Yeah. They just don't. I think they need to bring someone in. I mean, they, it shows how much they relied on Eze and Elise. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Eberi Kietze with 10 goals from 38 appearances. Oh, so those stats are so small. <laughs> and then Elise with uh, two goals but 11 assists. Quality. From 37 appearances. He's a must keep, obviously. We'll talk about Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, of course. So for me, Eduard you keep because I think he's yeah. a really good backup. It's between then Mateta and Ayu. 
and or maybe both. or both. Yeah, they're both horrific this year. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not the worst. I know everything, not everything's in the stats, but at the end of the day, you cannot play thirty-eight games of football as a striker and only score four goals. I would keep. But the thing is, because they rotate so often, it sort of makes sense. Yeah, There's not true. one striker. If you told me one striker scored 12 goals for Palace... And I guess that's 38 say, appearances, um, isn't it? Not 38 Well, starts. yeah, I mean, Mateta's started two games. So that could be like they get two minutes off the But bench. I think you'd make more from selling Mateta than I. So that Probably, would be why I'd yeah. let him go. And I use an older player. He's not... A bit of experience. He's not going to really kick up a fuss if he's not playing no, loads. But no. for me, a starting striker is so pivotal for Chris yeah. because they don't score enough goals. And if they want to push up the league, they've got to start scoring more goals. Then, well, the only other players left to talk about are Luke Plane, who's a striker that's been out on loan at Lincoln this season. As someone, he's yeah, a Lincoln fan or a Lincoln supporter. I think out of the three people we're about to right, talk yeah. about, he's probably the worst. But I think again, you know, he's a, it's not he's great. A good time that he's a striker with zero goals in League One from eighteen appearances this season. Though. Oh, yeah, but I think he only joined in January, though, didn't he? He did, but you'd like to think he kicks the ball in the back of that once at some point over the six months. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he needs another loan. Oh, 100. He's not starting. Is Next he? two though, Jesserun Raksaki. What he a season he had for Charlton. So I think he could he could definitely come in and do a job. He could definitely he come can. in and challenge Elisa. My only more yeah. My thing is obviously... It, no, I'm, <laughs> sorry, no, what sorry. happened? I'm just, I'm just weighing it out of my head. Okay. It was League One. Could he do the okay. championship loan? Yeah, probably. Probably. 15 appearances, 8 assists though. That's a and really the reason I say I think he could do a championship loan is because you do not want him and the next person to be competing for minutes because I think the next person is a very, very, very good player. He was also on loan in League One, though. Was he? Malcolm Eboyoe. Uh, was out on, I was on loan at Hull to in the championship for the second half because he was on loan. And he played 12 games and didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Hull of rubbish. For me, he needs another loan. Okay, yeah. I've just, okay. I thought he was really I think Raksaki's better. Yeah, they are good uh, players. I think Raksaki's better though. I think out of the three, so out of Plange, Plange, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> Raksaki and... Ebioe. Ebioe. I think he, he... really, like that is a really difficult name to say. I think you... Too many vowels. Loan two out, keep one. And for me, that'd be keep rack. Oh, you loan all three out? I'd loan all three out because yeah. I'll, there's a right winger on the market for Ooh. free who Ooh. I'm going to bring in. Ooh. I think that's a nice time to go into our improvements. Yes. So a couple areas that we've, we're have going to target here. A centre-half, really important with both Anderson and Gerhi Link yeah. moves away. A right-back, a starting right-back rather than starting Joel Ward ever again. Central midfield, I think they could do some options, especially with MacArthur Malioyevich leaving and potentially Schlupp, Hughes and Rydeville the summer after. A left-winger, a, a left-wing backup, or sorry, a, a, a Zaha replacement on the left, and then a right-winger, Elise backup, and then a starting striker as well. So a lot to address, potentially a lot of money to be outlaid, but I think it will pay dividends if they sign the right players. Yeah. So should we start with the... We'll start from the back, obviously, with the starting centre-half. I have gone for Kevin Danso at Lens this season. Ooh. He is the less appealing of the two of Facundo Medina or Danso, the two Lens centre-halves. For me, Medina, though, though, Medina's got so many other suitors, yeah. that's going to be a fight to try and get him. Whereas Danso... I think he's gone under the radar a little bit, but he's really good in the air. A physical imperiality in the gun. I think he'd bring that to the Premier League. He's really, really tall, which can help. I'll say, here we have fine, back up, away. fine back up to Wacky Manson. And if Wacky Manson is to leave the club, potentially, yeah, which you would hope he doesn't, but if he does, then Danso's definitely a capable starter. Yeah. It means you can rotate more often, because I think uh, he and Anderson, while they work, did play so much last season. Yeah. So for the Cups and stuff like that, it would be nice to have Danso to rotate. 
So I think that can that can work. I think it'd be a really good percent and a half. And around that sixteen million pound mark, yeah. you get yourself a really good deal. In at right back then, I have targeted Ita Roybal. Now, this is a player that La Liga players will be familiar with, yeah. the Real Betis right back. Really good attacking numbers, not so comf- comfortable defensively, but I think that's all right because you can use the different players in different situations. If they've got a game where you need to be a little tighter defensively, maybe bring in Joel Ward. If you've got a game where you need to be a little more offensive, then Ita Roybal's a really, really good player. He can also cover right wing, which mm-hmm. is an option if, you, if, if you're really struggling yeah. for players. He could play middle midfield if you really wanted him to. So I think he's a really versatile player and around £8 million for a really, really decent that's right That's not bad. Back. 27 years old as well. I think he'd do well. Yeah, I think he'd do well. On to the midfielders then, and there's already a little bit of our job done for us because a brilliant bit of business that Palace pulled it's off massive. already is Jefferson Lerma on a free. Absolute bargain. Yeah, I mean, uncharacter. I mean, it's, it's undoubtedly a bargain. Undoubtedly a really good transfer. I don't think. I mean, this could win signing of the window. It's brilliant. It's because you've managed brilliant. to bring in a really quality DM from a rival for nothing. Yeah. And I think he'll come in and do his perfect job as your defensive midfielder. Brilliant piece of work. I think it's brilliant from Palace. Yeah, they've gone out, they knew what they were looking for, they've gone and signed a really good player. Yeah. And then I've, I've listed some other midfield options here because I was slightly dubious about keeping Hughes, keeping yeah. Schlapp. So I've got two options here. Either Rodrigo Riquelme at Hirona, a really good attacking midfielder, could play that as a role. If they play a midfield three next season, they probably want uh, Lerma mm. sitting. Then... Uh, someone with a bit more energy take the core playing that box to box role and then Eze as a more attacking player I think Raquelme could play that role really well and this is where I've sort of targeted those backups because the other player I've gone for is Tuba Akpom and I spoke about potentially Carrick coming in he would obviously he's worked with Akpom he plays attack midfielder there it would be a very similar role and they could they could play a 4-2-3-1 Four two three one. Then it was an interesting transition from Mark Carrick to turn Akpom from a striker into an attacking midfielder but it seems to have worked. It's infamous. He run. plays a second striker, really, so yeah. he can do that right. I think you probably, if you're going to use that, you probably sit a double pivot and sit yeah. Decore a little deeper rather than as a box to box. But you could play a bit more offensive with Decore as a box to box and almost create the Man City system. Again, it Joel really Warden depends what manager they bring in. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because it's, if Roy Hodgson comes in, it's probably going to be Chris Brown. As you say. <laughs> Front, but I yeah, I think I think for me it just makes a lot of sense. They're both yeah. going to be decent, quite expensive deals relatively. I think fifteen mil for Akpom, twelve mil something like that for Raquel yeah. May. They're both going to be expensive deals. If you can find options for cheaper, I think you do. Or if you're happy with Hughes and that, I think that's fine. But for me, you just need one. The the, the other advantage of Akpom obviously is that he's played in the, in, in the English football. Yeah, and he could come in. And do a really nice job, but he also offers an option if Eze leaves to play that attacking midfielder yeah. role. So, I think he, I think he works for all parties. I think it'd be a really good deal. I think most for fifteen mil would be very happy to receive that injection of cash. Then into the Zaha replacement. This one was a really important transfer for me. Yeah. And I think you can get someone without paying a single penny to another Ooh. club, but you'd have to give them a big wage. Now, this is a bit of a gamble coming from Lost Lil on a free transfer. Jonathan Bamber. Now he's got a lot of suitors, clubs like Marseille, Manchester, Fiorentina, Real Betis. But I think the allure of the Premier League can do a lot here. Yeah. He's a French player, about 28 years old, I believe, who can play on the left hand side, great at cutting in on that right foot. On a free transfer, he's probably going to want 
a wage around that 100k mark, which is quite steep, yeah. but well, probably more. But you've been playing playing Zaha that for the last few years, and I think Bamba's a better quality I player who can really cause problems for other, for other teams in the Premier League. Such for, a good player. And for Bamba, this would be his last shot at the Premier League. Yeah, I just think the allure of the Premier League... I think League, he'd I think he'd be really yeah. good. Yeah, there's nothing to suggest he would flop. I mean, he was given his chance, I think he'd be a very And the fact player. it's a free transfer means it's relatively risk-free because yeah. if it doesn't work, you can sell him on for a hefty profit. Yeah. And you know there'll be suitors. There are clubs interested in him right now. There will be clubs interested in him if it doesn't and fail in against him. him playing with Eze and Elise, just has just quality. Yeah, for me, I think it's a win-win for all parties. I think yeah. Bamba would be more excited about that project because it is the Premier League and it is yeah. a chance of playing in the best league in the world. Mm. rather than going to somewhere like Fiorentina, going to Real Betis. I just don't think that's... Yeah. I, I, for me, that's a less attractive proposal than Palace's. Palace have that Premier League pull, and I think they could use that to their advice to bring in Jonathan Bamba. I do admit that's a bit of a gamble. It's, it's a bit of a long shot. I think he's a really talented player. So, but if Palace were to pull that off, that is the perfect Zaha replacement, yeah. in yeah. my opinion. And another free transfer on the right-hand side. Now, this isn't too necessary if you see Jesson Raksaki yeah. as a really good long-term option. But with Arsenal struggling to negotiate his contract, I think making a move for Reese Nelson makes a lot of sense. Oh, that, yeah. There's a lot of interest in Michael Elise right now. Yeah. So potentially if you let him go at 50 mil and bring in Nelson for free, that is a brilliant bit of business. I think that would be brilliant. Yeah. I think that I, I really rate Elise and I'd love to see him playing for Chelsea because yeah. that'd be amazing. I think he's a really talented player. I think he's, he's, linked with, he's linked with a lot of moves away to different clubs. If he is to leave, Reese Nelson for free makes a lot of sense. Yeah, a lot of sense, and I think he could be a really good player for Palace in the future. And if it doesn't work out, in a similar vein to Bamba, it's a free transfer. He's gonna, he's got a lot of years left. He's gonna be, he will turn a really nice profit. But it should work out. He's a lot less risk. He's a lot more risk free than Bamba was because he's played in the Premier League. He yeah. knows the league. He's played with Arsenal. He is just a really talented player. I think if you play him on that right hand side, either in rotation with Elise or to replace Elise should he leave, I think he really works. But you do have a slight problem with blocks, Jessica yeah. and Raksaki. However, my out. caveat would be Elise could either play a different position yeah. as the attack mid, or just you know lots of frequent rotation, or yeah. Elise may well leave. And I think Raksaki yeah. will see that and actually decide that Pat is the place to be because he will get minutes in yeah. the long term. So I think that makes a lot of sense for all parties. And then the final one, I've mentioned in this video we, that Pat really need a starting forward. Someone who score a goal. And this is... Potentially my biggest shout out of the, uh, of the video, Andre Silva, Ooh. the RB Leipzig striker, Portuguese international. I think you can get him around for twenty, uh, get him for around twenty mil, and I think that people may argue that's low, but for me, Leipzig don't really need him. I don't think they've got Benjamin Sheshko, they've got Timo Werner, Paulson. they've got Yusuf Paulson. So I don't lost think Kunku, they've still got three exactly. other strikers. They just Andre Silva. I, 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 Dubious on that Paulson one, but I will just double check that. Really but I think I, th I think he'd be able to come in, do a great job. I think he's a really good player, and he's never had a shot at the Premier. He's still there, to be fair. Uh, never had a shot at the Premier League. I think he comes in and does really well. Yeah, I think he comes Maybe, in and yeah. really, really well. It'd be interesting to see, but I think with Cesco joining, they may well be looking to move him mm. on. His wages are going to be high, so it sort of needs to be a Premier League club to yeah. go and get him. He is only 27, so a good few years left in at the top top of the game. He did only score four goals in 31 appearances in Bundesliga this season. So I think there's a lot of question marks yeah, there. It's a, it's a gamble. It is a gamble. But I think on his day, he's a very good but player. He's a really good player. Yeah. 
And if not, you've got hope Edward comes good. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's he's a pun. He's a standard up, but it's a big, big name signing. And he that, is. Uh, that's it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting one. I'm sure past fans will leave their opinions in the comments below. Yeah. I think it's a bit. Do. I think it would be a big coup. But yeah, that's everything for for my improvements then. So predictions for next season. Let's say we'll do the, we'll do like we were and and originally with the, where we had a lot of difference between yeah. the two uh, improvement and non improvement. So, firstly, without much improvement, where do you see this power side next season? Can Eze and Elise keep them? I in think it's position? similar to what we said at the top of the video. It's either stationary or backwards for me, depending on what manager they bring in. Yeah, if they bring in Hodgson, then maybe we. I think it'll be stationary. They bring in they brought in a new manager with this same squad they had last year. You know, losing the players that they will on a free, I think they'd go backwards. Yeah, I just can't see them being relegated though. And I oh no, I, don't, I just I don't, I just don't see it happening. So I think they'll be safe in that regard. But yeah, I think they're a good, a good side, Palace. But they do need some improvements. With those improvements, yeah. could they push Europe? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't I think either. there's too many good sides. I would probably say that they can get top half. Because yeah. I think Brent, Brentford without Ivan Tony for the first half of the campaign, Fulham, if Mitro doesn't score 50 goals, then they're probably going to struggle. I think because you've got the big six, plus Villa, Newcastle, Brighton, that's nine teams. Yeah. Yeah, equally Villa may slip off. Nah. <laughs> Tottenham might, so you never know. Tottenham could, especially when they've got Ange Postic. Coglu. Yeah, well, I'm, what you still just for Antoine Coglu, and I think it's disgraceful. Anyway. But yeah, so there's some predictions. I'm sure Crystal Palace fans will give their thoughts in the comments below. So please do if you have enjoyed this. If you are new to the channel, make sure to leave a like and subscribe. We're aiming for two and a half thousand subscribers this year. It would massively help us towards that goal if you could hit that subscribe button. And yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed this video. Hopefully our shouts aren't too unrealistic, and you agree with a lot of our analysis of the squad. But yeah, we're really enjoying making these videos. Look out tomorrow for the next installment where we'll be talking about Everton. But yeah, that's all from us today. Thank you all very much for watching or listening and we'll see you next time. See ya.